0: book club members. I'm Jen. And this is Carrie, And this is Warhammer 40k Book Club, where we read from a crag. This is episode number 113. And as always, in the holiday spirit, our book is <laughs> Da Gobbo Rides Again by Rory James. This is the, well, my new favorite holiday tradition, telling the tale of yet another adventure from yet another Red Gobbo. We posted actually no questions on our website this yes. week because with these tiny little books, we typically just kind of wing it. So this is going to be a little stream of consciousness for, to talk about the Gabo, And you know what? I think the orcs would appreciate that if we're being honest. I think if the orcs you haven't,
1: are a stream of consciousness in mushrooms Pretty form. much.
0: Yeah, I think that pretty much describes the <laughs> string of fungal consciousness. Um, Spoiler warning. If you haven't yet read the book, check it out. Then come back here as we're going to be discussing it from start to finish in great detail. With that, Carrie, did you enjoy the book?
1: I did enjoy the book.
0: These are always fun. (laughs) I would worry if one comes out that we don't enjoy. They're just silly. They're fun. This one was very short and sweet. It got in. It got out. It told a cute story. 10 out of 10 for a Gabo book.
1: (laughs) I mean, it kind of had me at the pain boy going to a medical conference. (laughs) I, I had to reread that. The conference. When,
0: when he was at the conference, I was like, "Is this a is this a medical conference? I don't know." If anyone in here used to watch Reno Nine One One, but there was an episode where there was a dental convention in town, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's another dental convention." They're so weird because all this crazy stuff is happening. And then I was like, "Oh, maybe it was just an orcish medical convention of a conference." And I loved his whole like thing on how humies would just rather use skulls to make lamps. And robots.
1: <laughs> and it was like,
0: accurate.
1: He's even rude. talking about like, he's like, even the weird ones that just want to make like stacks of them for some throne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one was, I think, particularly interesting because of Stemma. We know that pain boys are a thing. They're often played for laughs or as an antagonist almost.
1: Yeah, they to... like tortures, right? hmm this was kind of interesting to hear, <laughs> to hear from uh, one of their one of their points of view. Well, I was already laughing at the part where he said that they make this conference pretty much to get rid of all the pain boys to make sure that they're not going to be stealing any other anybody's organs. Which he was like, "That's fair." <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: The orcs are not only living their best lives; they might be living like in the most honest society. <laughs> I mean, yeah, very upfront. Yeah, oh, very upfront. And they're very much like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, in the beginning when Goggles is like, yeah, you took my goggles and gave them to another guy. Well, where's the other guy? I killed him. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Good lad. (laughs) Again, they... It makes a kind of sense. Yeah. They're living a utopic existence
1: (laughs) for orcs. I also like that the uh, weird boy... Put him in a trance by punching him. <laughs> you know, I mean, no oils, no meditation, just just gonna punch just you punch. right in the face, just right in the kisser. I mean,
0: how else would you do if you're an orc? It kind of makes sense for the weird boys.
1: I think another line I liked—we talked about the weird boys. He's like, weird boys come and go. Sometimes they go in really big ways. <laughs>
0: I like the idea that even psychers amongst the orcs are highly unstable and dangerous. <laughs> like even even the orcs are like, "That's not that's weird." You might want to stay away from that. <laughs> like, that whole concept to me is delightful. That like nobody's really excited about <laughs> people who can touch the warp. I also liked uh, the freebooter. Say yes. Oh, yeah. I like just the whole description of him when they were like, he was shot in the face. I mean, that's not uncommon. But he lost most of his brains. Also not technically very uncommon. But it grew around the bullet. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, okay. sure. Sure.
0: And now he can't say no,
1: which has oddly been really good for him. The other thing I liked was that he was, like, pretending he had a beaky heart. And they were fighting over it to the point where one took out his own heart to trade. And so they put the beaky heart in there. It was actually two squid kidneys that he stapled together. And then somehow the guy came back to life and he was like, oh, I'm going to have to do some more research on these squeak kidneys and how they could be used as a heart.
0: The whole description of moving organs around into more exciting places. Yes, It's like what chaos does, only not gross. Because it oddly makes sense. I did like, like the whole. Yeah, I liked the Cunnan idea of, oh, I'll just make a red Cabo because I'm scientific. And now that I understand, like the whole Orkish logic is my favorite logic. Yeah, <laughs> from start to finish, and then somehow this book ends up being like Doctor Frankenstein.
1: Oh my god! Like what was like? I think it was in the prologue when they talked about how they took over Cronus, Cronus Five. And was like, here it is. First they killed all in their past, stealing everything not nailed down. Then everything that was, then the nails.
0: <laughs> it makes you think of uh, that scene from uh, The Grinch. He even took the hooks. Yeah. It was nice and Christmassy. No, I thought this one... Um... The whole plot of this one is fun. I will say,
1: though, it did take me a little bit. I was like, okay, where is this thing going? Like, parts are making me laugh, but come on. Like, the fact that this pain boy's thing got this idea that something's wrong with the grots because they're not sneaking around. It's such a weird thing to come up with. And then he goes and makes it.
0: But again, it makes sense. Like, by by orcish logic, it makes sense. Like, when he talks about how the guy, the grot in the beginning says, oh, sorry. And he's like... He's not being sarcastic, and he's not being scared. He sounds genuinely sorry.
1: (laughs) That would be a red flag to the orcs. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Of all those things, and, like, they're working. Like, they're working hard. And, of course, like, the big boss is like, I don't see a problem.
0: The big bosses are always a, a consistently interesting thing to me because they obviously they're in charge um but they didn't get the very rarely are we treated to one that is um that is actually cunning it's almost always through the brute force right right so how many times have we read these books now where the big boss is presented with somebody who's actually thinking something maybe a little bit non-orcishly logical and their reaction is so what the hell what the hell's wrong with you it's always a little it's a it's fun to me again their society works because they believe it does
1: yeah pretty much
0: no i liked um i liked the whole con the the conference part is really where i started to get into it like oh oh this conference piece and then as soon as he thinks that i could make a red gabo oh okay oh and the freebooters are going to be in in part of this perfect awesome now i'm sold but that's when you think about it, it is like a hundred and five-page book. I think that's like page thirty-seven or something like that when they start to get there. So it's almost a third of the way into the book.
1: Mm-hmm. Not that long. I think really what it what it was for me is when he goes to goes to Mechtown. That's when that's when I was like, okay, i I'm 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 along I'm along for the ride mm-hmm. with whatever is going on here. This is crazy.
0: I would agree with that um that's when it really does pick up and then from there all of a sudden i was like oh and i'm done with the book um
1: and i just wasn't but- sure how the red gabo was coming into play here i was like i don't understand where this is going but the payoff made it all worth it in the end
0: well and the whole idea of all of the <laughs> all of these versions of the red gabo that don't actually work um and aren't the Red gabo? And I actually love when Mechtown, when they're first talking about making him, and they're like, oh, so we want to make him a mech. Oh, yeah, sure. No.
1: <laughs> that's, that's not how any of this works. You said, but, you, sure. You, you, you just decided. I love that. You just was so confused by it. You, you just decided? Yeah, that's kind of what happens.
0: Did you... Did you like... The end, did you
1: like the reveal with Goggles? Yeah. Yes. I kind of, I had a feeling that... Same. Not that Goggles was exactly the red gabo, but I had a feeling that he wasn't 100% on the up and up for any of this. Right. There definitely seemed
0: to be something with him that was off. And not just in that grot way. <laughs> like, right. Off, um, I actually thought the ending was, again, everybody's living their best life, and I like that. Uh, I liked that stemmo was just kind of like, oh damn it, <laughs> like wasn't angry, wasn't anything else, was just kind of like, oh, that tracks, yeah.
1: But can I at least go out like how I should go out? Yeah.
0: Well, sure. I did like when he's like, "You'll tell everyone I went down swinging," right? No. <sighs> okay, but can I at least go out fighting? Yeah. go on din i mean again it's kind of a nice christmas story it brought everyone together (laughs) no i thought it was i like the whole concept of the red gabo i like i think they're doing a really good job with it with this idea of like each of the stories is very much self-contained each of the stories because again as we've always said who are their who are the orcs worst enemy themselves themselves And that extends to the Graz, right? So you have this figure trying to lead to the glorious revolution. They can't survive long enough to really do anything. They just win these, like, little victories here and there. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I feel like the orcs are the very definition of two steps forward, two steps back.
1: Yeah. At all times. Mm -hmm. Maybe even, like, two steps
0: back. If, um, yeah probably depending on that that's probably that's probably accurate um here's the thing that i wonder especially on the heels of from the black library preview they showed that um we're going to be getting a sequel to brutal cunning with that black Hawk is coming back super excited super awesome De- the dagabos right the only other grot book we really had was the one that was about gazgul mm-hmm. told from makari's point of view and um D'Agobo book every year absolutely love it love it for Christmas I think it's a really neat little thing and then it's always like a short little book does D'Agobo or any type of Grot deserve
1: a full book? Hmm. I don't think so I don't know if that would work I don't know if that could hold our attention that long
0: I don't, either. So, I was looking back at the other. Oh, I thought I, I must have put them away. I must have been in a cleaning mood because I had them out like three hours ago. Um, looking through them, this one I think is one of the shorter ones, if yeah, I recall correctly. Definitely. The first one was definitely the longest one. I thought this was actually arguably the perfect length because very quick beginning middle end did not overstay its welcome was very cute it's it's longer than a short story obviously because you need a little bit more time to go but i don't know that the gag would hold that long Mm
1: -hmm. i think probably the closest we've had though i don't remember which book this is and maybe i'm maybe it was a dagaba book that i'm totally missing take up is that one book where all the orcs where the big boss was killed and the weird boy sets him on a quest, basically. You know which one I'm talking about, where they have to go try to find oh. the this portal. Yes, because they had captured because the Red Axes had captured a uh, captain.
0: But yes,
1: was, but a grot was also leading one of the charges to to That's find the thing first
0: second gabo book isn't, isn't it is that the
1: gabo book i think it is <laughs> okay. yes okay. um well then maybe then maybe not <laughs> i guess i was getting those confused i didn't think it i was, think though. i could be wrong all right well now um, i'm gonna have to like now i'm going
0: back through the books that we've read to see which orc book it could have
1: been it wasn't Warboss. oh it w- was it Warboss? oh that's what it was it's war Warboss. You're right. It was Warboss. So there you go. So there's one. That was kind of about a grot.
0: Kind of. But there were a bunch of different people on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was absolutely Warboss. Yeah, there was a bunch of other people going on that. So it worked really well because it wasn't just the one grot. Mm -hmm. Um, You do need need to diversify a bit. Um, You need to diversify a bit for things to um i think the grots a lot of their humor is based around the fact that they are kind of they're sneaky and they're a little sniveling and they're conniving mm-hmm. and and i mean all of that in the best way possible um and they get kicked it, a lot <laughs> they get kicked a lot yeah um it works really well that whole war boss book actually god that one that was a good one that one worked really well in general um we read that this one, that one this year, too. Well, damn. Um, yeah, Like, um, as we're approaching the book club awards. Huh. Now that yeah, I, know
1: I read that this year, that just kind of changes everything in my brain.
0: Yeah, because I remember now that the funny thing about it was, is that we read that by Mike Brooks. And then The Lion by Mike Brooks. Slightly, t- slight tonal shift. Mm, Just slight, slight though. Slight. Just slight, and then the the lion disappeared, and we've not seen him again since. If he would have appeared in this book, that actually would have made me really, really excited. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would have I been like, see, "Oh, he is still alive." I don't see the, the lion being that. very festive.
0: No text to speech had Rogel Dorn read the night before Christmas to boy um
1: <laughs> that's I funny. absolutely
0: love that If you have not seen that video have, it is
1: I have not I okay God. yeah just text
0: text to speech I think it's um or so it's it's he like reads Twas the night before Christmas and it's quite amazing. it's a boy. Um, highly recommend uh, Rogel Dorn, Obviously oddly enough I can see him doing it I don't see the lion being very festive although that would have been kind of funny grots for Christmas again everyone would have been living their best lives he's a monster hunter orcs are yep. technically monsters they would have all died gloriously well maybe not gloriously but
1: well, as gloriously
0: go- as Stemma dies at the end of this well I
1: mean so the way, you know, Stemma goes down, basically, like army ant style, yes. think about it. Uh, you know, one of the weird ways that I'm always afraid of dying, even though that's most likely never going to happen, but it's a fear. It's an irrational fear, right? Um, that's one thing I always wondered with the orcs, because there are more grots than orcs, and if the grots ever did become organized... You know, they could be like that. Just, you know, one of the great lines in, God, Pixar is a bug's life. When the when the grasshoppers are talking about, you know, it's just a couple of ants and Hopper throws a one seed at them. He's like, does that hurt? He goes, nope. And he dumps a whole load of seeds on him, basically kills them. He's like, that's what will happen if we let it, if we let them think that they can't, if they realize what they could do. Rots are the same way.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those interesting things that I remember from the um, I think it was from the um, Gazgolthaca book. Makari talks about how look, I because remember they kind of say they're like, "Why did you let him treat you that way?" And he's like, "Well, because I'm a god. Like this is my this is my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Like this this hierarchical nature is almost bred into them. Like, I mean, I guess if you consider that they are, you know, the result of." Genetic engineering, um, it, like that hierarchical status, but then you have the Red Gapo and this concept of a revolution. But as we said again, organization is their worst right. enemy.
1: There was only one orc who organized. That was Gascothraka.
0: Yes, exactly. He's he's basically the only thing that can organize them, and even then, tenuous at best. Right. And that was, I think, that was one of the things from this book that, again, and I, I always like it as a concept. I know it comes out a lot, but I do like this concept of, yeah, some of us, like, it's like the, re- it's the weird, like, of that quote from uh, Men in Black, a person is smart, people are stupid, and orc is cunning. Orcs, plural, <laughs> are not. <laughs> right. Again, they're too fighty, um, which is good for humans. Yes. Definitely, definitely good for humans. Uh, especially as he created his whole little army of red gobbos, um, which we're co- Let's talk about that. Shall we? Did you like that as a plot device, even though it unlocked one of your core irrational fears?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, that was kind of fun. It's like, you know, here's, here's the revolution. This is basically, we are doing this and we lulled you into a false sense of complacency I mean, was that that one hockey coach said, complacency killed the cat? Well, you know what? It killed these orcs. Shout out to Coach Bozeman. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I
0: actually, that was one of my favorite lines in this book, is at the end when goggles or the red gobbo, nay, goggles, uh, when he says, you know what's cunning? Pretending. Pretending. Not be cunning. Yep. Yeah. That was, um, Again, there are these, like, frightening flashes of cunning in orcs and grots in general, right? We read all these books where all of a sudden somebody, like, the the tumblers will click and they figure out something
1: and you're like, oh, that's
0: bad. And then they generally get killed or they get in a fight and get distracted with something
1: else. Oh, yeah. And then we're fine. Typically, they get into a fight. I mean, like, look at these orcs. They're bored on this planet. There's no one else left to kill, so... They're either kind of waiting for someone in the Imperium to come down and start a fight, or they're going to move on, or they're just going to fight amongst each other. Yeah.
0: Exactly that. That, um... And I liked, again, I liked the whole concept. I thought it was really fun. I think, um... I I hope they keep doing this. I hope this doesn't... This is... This is the one book that every year we can count on, for sure.
1: Following the release schedule. That is true. Oh, I did also them? like that his favorite Humeys were the Commissars because they liked shooting their own people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, I read that and I was like, they are rather orky in that way, aren't uh. they?
1: I like um, probably one of the things I loved in the Caiaphas Kane books that he always mentions is that You know, he he always talks about how if he looks out for the welfare of everybody around him, then they're less likely.
0: (laughs) Right, they're less likely to shoot him.
1: Right. Less likely to have a friendly fire incident. Of which, you know, that's a thing. it's one that he talks about in, of course, my favorite book of his, uh, Kane's Last Stand, where he talks about he tries to drill that into his students. If you want to survive, don't be that commissar. (laughs) Don't be a dick.
0: Not everybody got that memo. No. Do you know who did kind of get that memo though, but we will never know?
1: Honor bound. Oh right. Severina Rain. That's true. She really did not just shoot people for funsies. No. She shot she did shoot some cowards. But she shot some cowards? Kane wouldn't she, have done that. He, would have talked him like no are you sure you really want to leave
0: right (laughs) or like totally put them on front street and force them to be like i guess i'm staying now (laughs) um yeah there would have been some interesting stuff there i think but um yeah i'm a little i'm a little grumpy about uh Severina Rain. then we're not gonna see another one uh because it was the the only like actual romance novel in all of warhammer 40k and i mean that in the best way possible thank you very much
1: one that wasn't like you know the one that we joke about in um apocalypse where they i mean that was super romantic
0: up until that point where the until
1: the murdering raven guard
0: (laughs) it was so great
1: until the raven guard (laughs) until the raven guard showed up they're fun at parties That's totally what I think of when I think of fun at parties. It's the Raven Guard. It's the Raven Guard. Yeah. um, Next in line is the word bearers.
0: Okay. So on one hand, I don't think you're wrong. However, I also, I really don't like that they're that close to the Raven Guard. I'm just talking about
1: being fun at parties.
0: I don't like that they're that close to the Raven Guard, but I think you're not <laughs> wrong either. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this whole concept, although I would like to imagine that the Raven Guard would kind of be like, um, oh, what was that Mike Myers character name? The, now this now is the time on Sprockets when we dance. I kind of imagine them being like, you know, the goths at the German discotheque. Just a lot of like.
1: The German. <laughs> the German discotheque. <laughs> oddly specific and yet yes. argue against it i i can't that's why i'm laughing because i can totally see what they would look like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: there's a uh, video on the internet that i love where somebody filmed a bunch of bats just hanging upside down stretching but they flipped it upside down so they look like they're at a german nightclub dancing <laughs> look it up it's funny that's kind of how i imagine the Raven Guard i'm not gonna lie to you because i think it's just like a um, lot of just like bobbing heads just a lot of bobbing heads, and every now and then a little, like, you know, I'm moving. I'm moving. Exactly. My feet um, are
1: firmly planted to the floor, though.
0: <laughs> exactly. There is no foot movery. I would really like to see an orc Christmas party or an orc party of any type from a distance, like a safe distance, like through like Trayson's interdimensional, like.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be fun, That's I think. true. Like, not even through binoculars, like, several miles away. No, 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 no. I think, no, 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 think no, Trazin's interdimensional pocket is probably the,
0: the best. best. Mm-hmm. I would like to imagine that Trazen has a whole collection of red gobos. <laughs> he just like, collects them and hangs them on his tree.
1: <laughs> I mean, they'd be very interesting to talk to.
0: All right? Just put them in stasis and just hang them on a tree. There we go. There's 2023s. There's
1: 2022s. <laughs> Just saying. They'd That'd at least be, be fun. I kind of want this fan art now. Somebody out right? there. Somebody out there who's listening to this or knows somebody. Fan art, please.
0: reason Hanging up, red gobos. I mean, where else do you put them if they don't die? I did, like, I did like that. Like, you killed the other one. Oh, yeah. The get in the coat. I like the whole concept of the red coat, too. I'm not going to lie. It's just there's like the whole vibe of De Red Gabo is just delightful.
1: Well, it's one thing I liked from last year's book with D- Denny Flowers that basically they're making the, the Red Gabo as the dread pirate Roberts. Yes.
0: Exactly that. I like that concept. I like that anyone <laughs> the real treasure are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> the Red Gabo is in each of us. <laughs> we just if you have, only have the courage, you just have to believe. You just have to believe. <laughs> If you clap your hands,
1: um, the red gabo, or every time a bell rings, her red (laughs) gabo gets his coat.
0: Gabo gets his coat. Eventually, they're all going to meet at the conference. Just saying. Again, this this book alone, like this, that might be the most delightful concept in this entire book is the fact that there's a medical conference for orcs if that doesn't come up again in a future orc book I'm going to be sorely disappointed I mean
1: the medical conference how orcs do negotiations amongst friends that was pretty funny right uh, but like the concept like of an, an adding to the lore an orcish medical conference well right I mean I'm just talking about like all the things I loved in here like you know, the oh yeah, yeah the uh, negotiations um uh, just which are oddly structured right? And yet not. It's organized chaos. It is, it is literally organized chaos. And um, really all the medical lessons. Medical lessons. Yes. Yes, definitely. an emphasis on that last
0: syllable. Because it, I like the idea. That's the only thing that's kind of fun about it is the idea of that there actually is almost an art to what the pain boys do sadistic but more often than not but there is kind of an art to it
1: i did like how he said that they tried practicing the stuff on humans. and he's just like they're very sensitive
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) unless
1: you got the warp running through you
0: you're not gonna live with your spleen outside (laughs) (laughs) it ain't happening for you buddy um I like that concept. I like the idea that the pain boys, kind of like the weird boys where they occupied this weird space of like work. I hesitate to use the word educated. But right. <laughs> there's there, there is a type of like, oh, OK, like a scientific. OK, I, I saw I observed this and now I know to do this. And I know like he mentioned several times that I'm, I'm good at killing. I would be really good at killing orcs because I know how they function. I know how to mm-hmm. repair them. And um, I like that entire concept. Again, every time we chip away at the orcs, you just find another little nugget to love. That that cunning is part of that for me. Love and yet be terrified by. Oh, my God. That's the thing that's kind of funny about this book, too, is that it's really funny when you read it and it's very humorous. But then all of a sudden, if you take a step back and realize that, oh, there actually is a method to their madness and they can keep themselves like fighting. And they do actually have medics who help them <laughs> keep fighting because they're not already terrifying enough. The idea that they can continue to fight basically indefinitely
1: the because that they can't get fixed up. I mean, that one guy, he like, you know, threw a stick bomb at him and then mm-hmm. he came back and he was like, had no skin. Yeah. He's still fighting. It's like, I'm here to cure your skin condition. What skin condition? So, well, the fact you don't have any. Right. Um
0: it it is there is something a little scary about it. And as funny as the conferences. Again, you can just keep adding all of these little like layers of okay, there is some again, there's some thinky bits going on in there. Well, especially when he's like okay. he was leading his comments.
1: own panel about why they need to be looking at what the humies do for medics. Okay, so
0: now, <laughs> here's, the thought, here's the thought experiment that I liked to have. So, ev- almost everything they do, they do kind of in a way of like a simulacrum of what humans do, right? They learn a lot from us and, and from the, um, the, the, the pointies. Um, they learn a lot. What conference did they crash to learn about a medical conference where they have a, like, he has a panel
1: where he had to convince people <laughs> what he was talking about. He was like, it was a pretty, pretty successful con- conference. I mean, he learned some new things and he came back with some more body parts. <laughs> That's just That's what a every favorite. other doctor comes back with, more knowledge and body parts.
0: Can you imagine that? Like surgeons going to a conference like in Reno or in Vegas and they come back and they're like, oh, hey, I found two hearts, though. (laughs) Where did you get those? Oh, the doctors that disagreed with me. Tracks. Right. Makes sense. Again, there's an odd logic to the Orca Society and I like it. Me gusta. Even though it's a little, uh, Yeah. It is. Again, it's a little terrifying, but I have to wonder, where did you figure out to do a conference? (laughs) Like, I love this concept, but now I have to wonder, like, did somebody crash one, one time? Were they invading a planet and they happened to be having a conference and they were like, hmm, it's not a bad idea.
1: Happened to uh, crash into a Medicaid conference.
0: That would have been really funny. And they come back and explain, and it was probably the pirates. The orc pirates were probably like, so, check this shit out. They all go into a room, they take turns, and they learn. <laughs> and, of course, nobody believed them. It took them a few times of telling the story. Right. That was the other thing that I really liked. By the way, when they talked about the Red Gobbo, and he's like, I can make one. And then all of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute. All of my story has been stripped down to be funny. And punchlines around how stupid grots are. Oh man. <laughs> like, turns out I really don't know anything. I
1: find that very funny too. That he go had to go do research.
0: Then he actually had to go do research. Yeah. That was uh that was particularly humorous to me.
1: I actually like the I also liked it that the uh, came out of his trance with the weird boy being killed by headless grots. <laughs> yeah exactly like this tracks this again it all it all tracks
0: all tracks all makes sense for the um it all makes sense for the universe and again i like that this is how broad that this universe is is that you can do what is straight up just a silly christmas story yeah and it makes sense now i don't know that it would make sense if you tried to do a christmas story <laughs> in the imperial guard regiment it would probably end up being more like the Christmas truce that was called in World War One, uh, which was not humorous at all. Um, yeah, exactly.
1: Well, One know that they saw um, sanguinala somewhere.
0: Than, well, I'm sure they do, but they don't although, draw a temporary
1: truce with honestly, the chaos troops. I think the last book I've maybe the only book I've ever read that actually mentioned participation in a sanguinala festival was the second book of Eisenhorn when ravener got exploded
0: oh him he got exploded
1: (laughs) yeah because that was the sanguinella festival if i remember correctly i think it was yeah yeah (laughs) merry christmas ravener remember how hot you were with your hot fiance you're now in a box and she's dead I was going to say, technically, she's in a box, too. Yeah, just a box in the ground. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything left of her to put in a box. There wasn't much left swords of her. Her sword survived somehow. Well, yes. Because logic. Logic. Also logic.
0: plot devices. Um, <laughs> logic with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, exactly that. But I do think it's a fun, um, I like that they do it. I think it fits. It's fun. It's silly. It's, it's it's a quick, breezy read for us as we go into the holiday season. Um, As we take a
1: mm, kind of three-week break. Yeah, I mean, we'll be back next long. week
0: with our.
1: Yeah, we'll be back next yeah, week. about that. But the awards show. And then we'll be out for about two, at least two weeks after that.
0: Two weeks after that, as we start the new year
1: in our oh. favorite way, yeah, <laughs> I had to reach back here. It only mm. hits us because it loves us.
0: Mm. Um, we are reading the next Dawn of Fire series At least it's book, almost over. Sea of Souls. You guys, this is what kills me: is I love Chris Rate.
1: I love Chris Rate. Maybe this one would be good.
0: Anyone... No, don't even say it. Don't even say it because I have. S- <laughs> um, if anyone can get the train on the rails, it's going to be Chris. However, I feel like every time I'm like maybe it's good, I jinx it and it sucks. But My heart won't be on the Chris, cover. It's going to be good. Can we can we talk about that for a second? Can we look? I'm not necessarily it because it's beautiful artwork. It is beautiful, but 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 that's Eddie Murphy, right? That's Pluto Nash. That is what. That's not even Eddie Murphy. That's Pluto Nash. Like, I love it. I love the art. I dig it. I'm immediately intrigued to know who this person is. I think the whole art is great. Um, his whole like, yeah, the epaulette there. Just ooh, yes, dial
1: points. Um. Although it looks, because it's purpley, and with the wings, it kind of looks Emperor's Children-ish. It kind of does. It's gi- it's
0: giving Fulgrim. Yeah.
1: The, the, I think I used that
0: z phrasing correctly. Um, yes. I'm not even going to say I'm optimistic, because I, I'm. if this one's not good, I'm going to be crushed, you guys. It's going to be a really awkward podcast. So it's just gonna be me sitting going, I wanna talk about this. Start of the year, yay!
1: yay. This is what they have to offer.
0: It <laughs> can only go up from there. Don't
1: personally.
0: Although if you watched <laughs> if you watched the preview, there is some pretty exciting stuff coming out next year. Having said that, they only released what they revealed that there's going to be um, Another Dark Angels book. There's going to be that uh, Adeptus Sororitus book. There's going to be an Emperor's Children book. There's going to be an Armin book, which, no, I am, I am done on Armin. Um, I will get it. There's going to be, what was the other 40K book they revealed? Oh, there's going to be that, uh, the sequel to Brutal Cunning. So obviously there's going to be a lot of stuff for us to read, but I foresee us probably needing to dig into the Wayback Machine as well. We'll So uh, we'll see. Yeah, start thinking uh, to all of our. Lovely viewers out there, start thinking of suggestions from the Wayback Machine. I do know that one of the Wayback Machine books that we're going to end up reading because it'll be interesting is going to be Lord of Night. Uh, I think it's Simon Spurrier wrote it. It won for the, it's an old Night Lords book that actually inspired ADB to write the Night Lords trilogy. So chronologically comes before or something like that. Anyways, it was the one that won the reader's choice to like bring it back. Hmm. So that'll be a Wayback book for us to read. Okay. Beyond
1: that though. I mean kinda can't do Caiaphas Kane. Kinda I, I kinda Inglonata. ran that. I, I ran that dry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that one. Um there's all kinds of series we could delve into, but
1: Yeah, but this is also just a preview. There's always more stuff.
0: Oh my god, there's always more stuff. But I was I was a little uninspired by it. I liked some of the things. Like I'm super excited about the um I'm super excited about the Adeptus Sororitas book. From Jude Reed. And that was, ex- she was really mm-hmm. neat to listen to too, by the way. Um, and obviously, Lufthak Blackhawk, be still my heart. Um. Yeah, I actually. Oh, come on, up don't you name. want
1: to see how Ariman fails again?
0: No. No, he is Sideshow Bob on the Rakes. Seriously, it hasn't gone round the horn to being funny either. <laughs> he is Sideshow Bob Lazarus. That's the name of the Dark Angel. Yeah, that they're but falling
1: somehow. Sideshow Bob is always funny with the rakes, no matter how many times he hits on it. That is true.
0: Um, the uh, the, the thing that is exciting is that they are doing a they're doing the secret to not well, not to um, Harrow Master, but within that Renegade right, right, series. The Renegades. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I'm really excited for that. Um, even though it is the Emperor's Children, um. You know, Wicked in the Divine Special Edition. It was criminal that that book didn't have a special edition to begin with. So I'm kind of excited to buy a book that we already own. Um, I mean, you know, there's also that Eidolon book. I'm interested in that. We'll read that one because we've read all of the character series mm-hmm. like that. And um, I am, I am a little interested in what Eidolon's been up to and how he's gotten to where he is.
1: A little. Especially for a guy who lost his head. They sewed it back on. Yeah, totally did. Using orcish science, I think. No, fabulous bill science. Even worse.
0: Even worse. I want you to know, okay, really quickly, I'm sure our podcast people will love to know this, but I was in the shower this morning and all of a sudden I had this realization. This is Shower <laughs> Thoughts with Jen, where I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I was like, that shit heel. Didn't even figure out the Primaris. He had to break into Cole's ship, steal it from him, and then he's gonna totally claim it for his own and be like, "Oh yes, yeah, so I figured this out because I'm fabulous, Bill." It's like you, you shitbird. Oh uh, yeah, he's fabulous, Bill. That really bothered
1: me for some reason this morning as I was washing my hair. He's has. I was like, like, doesn't understand like why did my new men fail? Why is everything not perfect? Well, first of all, the reason why things aren't perfect is because you are involved. Let's Pretty much. Mm-hmm. With all your talk about, oh, one day they will defeat me. No, Bill, you will never let that happen. No,
0: you've programmed un- 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 unquestioning fealty into these things. Um, That really bothered me this morning. I need everyone to know that that really bothered me for some reason this morning. I was like... He is going to lie and claim credit, even though
1: he stole all of that. Although I'm almost wondering if it's a ha-ha. You just thought that was the actual. <laughs> but really, in his progenoids, I mean, you took the fake progenoids out. You know, kind of, like, kind the, kind of like the fake Jew gold from uh, South Park.
0: That was kind of funny. Mm-hmm.
1: It could be, but I have a
0: feeling, I mean, we, I think we know that he's going to end up making, like, the great value version of Primaris for for Abaddon, and then he's going to keep all of, like, the good stuff for himself. But it's like, you
1: didn't even Maybe, figure that out. But you just went and stole it. Even if he takes, like, the good stuff, because it's him, he's going oh. to fuck it up. He's going to work
0: it. Because he's going to be like, oh, this is amazing.
1: I can make this How? better.
0: How, how can I tinker with this? How can I make this better? It's, it's the government philosophy, right? If it's not broken, fix it till it is. Mm-hmm. That is fabulous, Bill.
1: That is true. He is the government. I just,
0: I don't know why, but I was washing my hair this morning and that just like popped in my head and I was like, oh, they, not okay.
1: But you know, somewhere, uh, Josh Reynolds knows it. That that was written in, and he's smiling. He's like, yes. Yeah. That's yes. awesome. That's my bill. That that was 100% Josh's bill. Mm-hmm. Lying, stealing, and all. Yep. Hubris. Ticks out. Pride. Pretty much. Pretty much. These are just a few of Bill's favorite things.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. It's all, you know. Yeah, their
1: favorite sin. Ah, good quote there. All right. This is what happens when we drink before a podcast. We're sorry. This is
0: 100% what happens when we drink before
1: and during. Yeah, we'll probably expect that next week with the rewards. Just saying, because it's Christmas time. We're going to be another one of these. We're going to be jolly. Damn it. We are. Damn it. It's the holidays. We're going to be the happiest (laughs) bunch of assholes. (laughs)
0: My second favorite line from the movie.
1: Uh, We're just going to be fucking balls of sunshine and festivities, okay? All right. Exactly that. So, with that, you've listened to the war. God. I feel like I need to take two, but this is not live, (laughs) but I don't really edit this either, so... You've listened to the Warhammer 40k book club episode regarding Dagabo Rides Again by Ruri James. Be sure to join us next time for the book club awards. That's next time. And then Sea of Souls by Chris Wright. We are an unofficial book club and not affiliated with the Black Library or any of its affiliates. You can find both the vidcast and podcast on our website wh40kbookclub.com. If you like this episode, please like, Or subscribe, give a review, and all those wonderful things to the vidcast on YouTube or the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Our site also has articles about adventures and reading other Warhammer 40k books and short stories outside of the book club books. So please stay a while and read from a crack. Yeah, I got nothing. It's you some shower thoughts. (laughs) Well, that's the worst... closing line ever wow just saying and there goes the subscriber count so hope you guys stick with us (laughs) well next time we're sorry and yet not sorry because it's the holidays it is so and we're
0: reading these books so you don't have to
1: You're welcome. We do it all for you. All, all for you. For you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.